coming up next on Chamber Amplified. You want to make sure that it's it's kind of uh, has some boundaries to it so that the employee knows, okay, within my team, here's this boundary of time and, and collaboration. Um, and if you don't have that and you and you they feel overwhelmed or they feel like they're being watched 24-7, it can drain their their sense of productivity or liking to work there. Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Jenkins with the Findlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. On each episode of Chamber Amplified, we're examining issues impacting the local business community. You know them by now, employee recruitment, retention, marketing, inflation, IT issues, just really anything that can be of impact to your business. Our goal is to give our members tips each week on at least one way they can improve operations and thrive in the current business environment. Each week, we also talk to long-tenured Chamber of Commerce members to learn more about how they got started and their twists and turns along the way, pick their brain a little bit, get some business tips from them as well. So organizational transparency, it's something that we've all heard about. Most of us probably think we're running a fairly transparent organization. Today, we're really drilling down into what transparency actually means, though, and how you should handle it within your business. I'm joined by Michelle Donnelly of the Finley Area Human Resources Association to talk about the things that you should disclose to employees and the best ways to do that. We're also joined by Jeff Whitman of Whitman Title Security. They've been members for 34 years now. Jeff talks to us all about how he got started in Finley, why the Finley community is so important to him, and why he believes a good sense of humor is important for business success. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can rate and review the show. That really does help spread the word. Now, let's get into it. Joining us now on the podcast, Michelle Donnelly of the Finley Area Human Resources Association. Michelle, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We're glad to have you here. So an uh, article that I was reading recently dealt with uh, transparency. I wish I could go back to that article and tell you about it. I forget where I read it, but I know that I did. Uh, but they were talking about transparency and, and what you should share with employees and, and just sort of the pros and cons of it. So I thought it'd be a good topic to cover here on the podcast. So let's just start with that. Why should a business be transparent with its employees? Well, I mean, essentially in this day and age, it's I think it's a critical thing to be transparent so that the employee knows what to expect, what's expected of them. Um, I also think that being clear and concise so they have the whole story, the mission of the business when they're being employed there or even recruited there. Um, and it's a two-way street. You know, the openness between the employer and the employee is a conversation that um, really gives input for both listening and then engaging. So when it, when it comes to the things that a company should be sharing, uh, are we talking financials, hiring, uh, all of the above, that type of thing? I, I pretty much think that the transparency starts with the mission of what they expect from the employee um, and then where they're going, what the goals are going to be. Mm. Um, how are they going to reach those goals? Are they going to be, you know, drilled down to different teams and how that's going to work? Um, it's it's an executive will deliver a message to the employees, but the teams will work together to collaborate and be transparent as far as what they're innovating, working on producing ideas, being creative. I think that's a good point. I, I know that I've worked for one that's been on one side of the aisle. I've worked for a radio station cluster that's uh, worked on the other side of that. I really liked knowing what was going on as opposed to, hey, every quarter you might be on the chopping block and you have no idea why. Um, that that transparency of, hey, here's where we're going. What's Here are the ideas. Here's how we're going to execute it. 
I think probably leads to better employee morale, or at the very least, employees who feel like they're more valued. Yeah, it does come down to that. When they don't know, they feel underappreciated or they they start to think, okay, is my job in jeopardy, just like you had said. Um, when they're when executive team is open and transparent about where they're going with everything, how it's gonna happen, then they know what to expect. They know that, you know, this is what I'm gonna do to do my share to make that successful. Is there a limit to how much or how much a business should share or how transparent they should be? Well, I, I look at it this way. So if you if you have children, how much do you share with them? You're, <laughs> you're open about, hey, we're going on vacation, but then they start wanting to know details. When are we going to be there? What are we going to do? Um, so those are types of things that, yes, you can share that information, but every detail shared with the employees can then start becoming muddy or a little bit more chaotic for the company if they share too much, I believe. You probably don't want to yell at them, though. We'll turn this car around if you don't stop fighting. We'll <laughs> I don't believe when you- we get there. <laughs> right? Probably avoid it. That's not that's not good for morale. I, I've seen it. I'm curious your your thoughts on this. Um, when it comes to hiring, transparency in what the pay range is for that position. Some businesses will share it. Others don't. Uh, have you seen anything that says it's a good idea, a bad idea, somewhere in the middle? I think that when you are recruiting as a company, the employee comes in um, having done their research. So they're they're looking at websites called Glassdoor. Um, they're looking at your feedback at you know positive, negative, uh, average pay, those types of things. Mm-hmm. And if they're working with a recruiter, they may ask different questions about you know how if if I start at this salary range and I'm not that experienced, how can I grow within the company? So. I mean, specifically sharing salaries, an employer may ask during the interview, how much were you making? How much would you like to make? And then they'll spell it out for you. This is what the job opportunity offers. But they don't necessarily need to put it on the actual posting. I don't believe they need to put it on the actual posting. It's it's more today as a negotiating tool. Hmm. And you know, I've hear I've been hearing about the recruiting. You if you find a good potential employee offering that job right then and there. So that they're not, you know, continuing to interview and, you know, find a, a different opportunity and you lose them. So you, you want to be transparent enough that they they accept your offer. Yeah, that's a good point. So what are some advantages of this? We've talked a little bit about it. And then what are some some drawbacks of, of transparency? So sometimes transparency can turn into uh, like a micromanage. So. What are you doing? How many hours did you put in? Did you get that report done? You you want to make sure that it's it's kind of uh, has some boundaries to it, so that the employee knows. Okay, within my team, here's this boundary of time and, and collaboration. Um, and if you don't have that, and you and you they feel overwhelmed or they feel like they're being watched twenty four seven, it can drain their their sense of productivity or liking to work there. I'm curious, just kind of outside the world of transparency, talking with since you you in that world of of human resources, the last couple of years have been quite interesting for you, I would imagine. What do you see as the biggest human resources issues going forward uh, as we kind of navigate whatever the economy is going to do, but also get back to a more normal life following the pandemic? 
So following the pandemic, I would say that there's a, a, a wider array of questions that come up during the interview. Can I work hybrid? Well, does your company allow or and can you, you know, uh, modify their job so they can come in a few days and then work from home a few days? Um, can I be totally remote? Um, do I have to work five days a week? Can I work four days a week? So basically, you want to negotiate those um, in in the recruiting aspect of it, because that, I believe that that is filling the positions of these jobs today is the biggest issue with human resources. And I think it's probably very important then to be upfront when those questions come up and not if it's a candidate you like, but maybe you don't aren't going to allow work from home and not don't say something like, oh, yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. And then also, I want to share that uh, one of our members shared at our meeting yesterday that we had, uh, at, they went to the Ohio SHRM, which is the Society for Human Resource Management uh, conference at, at Kalahari. And she she shared that I don't feel so bad about people ghosting me on my interviews. There was a top recruiter that had a six-figure job offer, and they ghosted her. $180,000 a year and they and she didn't hear anything really? from them after offering the job. So it is a wicked workforce out there. Um, you know, kudos to the HR people who are innovative <laughs> and try to think outside the box and hiring people and keeping people. You know, retention is, is one of your biggest things. Um, it takes about six to nine months of salary to recruit another person to replace one that has left your, your workplace. So it's it's pretty pretty important to keep them happy so getting it right and getting everything up front with that right? is going to be key to uh making sure you don't have to spend any more money on the recruitment process. exactly exactly there's very, very i'm sorry I, I think i cut you off there no that's that's fine but there's there's a lot of cost in running a business uh salaries are are top medical and and uh employee benefits are second and want to make sure that your workforce is happy and healthy I'm curious uh, on the the ghosting thing. We've we've talked about that on the podcast before about people ghosting job interviews or getting hired and not showing up on that first day. Have you read or heard anything kind of about that phenomenon? Is that something that's here to stay or just something kind of as we reshuffle? So I'm thinking it's a part of a reshuffle and hoping it's not here to stay. Um, I just believe that there's a lot of kind of like when you're buying, selling homes right now, it's, you know, as the rates go up, it's going to become uh, a seller's market. You know, they're going to be able to hopefully sell their home or it'll turn into a buyer's market, just like the employment situation. So there's a lot of jobs out there. And then as we re- retract and we figure out what's going on with uh, if there's going to be a recession, um, they may be cutting those jobs. And people who didn't accept those jobs will be like, oh, I wish I would have taken that, you know. Yeah, that's I think the thing to look for is with so many jobs that are open right now and so many people that that haven't filled them, how long will it take till we get to the point where we don't have enough jobs? I, I feel like that could be an extended process. So yeah, we've we've been there. It's a it's like a, a vicious circle. Yeah, absolutely. A cycle, actually. Uh Michelle, if, if people are interested in learning more, what are some good resources for them to turn to uh in terms of transparency or just overall human resources? So I welcome people to come to the FARA meetings, the Finley Area Human Resource Association. We have them on the first Wednesday of each month. Um, Typically, it's a lunch. So it's 1130. Eat lunch. Uh, Speaker starts at 12, goes to 1. If you would like more information, you can reach out to FAHRA 
gmail.com. Um, and, and feel free to ask questions, um, reach out for membership information, and uh, we would be glad to have you. Very good. Michelle, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks again to Michelle for joining us. We hear about transparency talked about as a way to create a good business culture. Certainly, there's a lot to that, and that's good advice. But unless you're doing it the right way, you could be creating some headaches, too. So it's really important to listen to Michelle's advice there. One quick chamber note to run by you. Probably talk about this next week, too, and then move on to some other things. But this is the time of year where businesses are evaluating insurance plans. If you're a Chamber of Commerce member, you could be eligible for our Chamber Saver plan through Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield. Even if you're a sole proprietor, there are plans available for you, and you can get a solid negotiated rate as part of a large group of Chamber of Commerce members from all around the state. So let me know if you'd like some more information on that. I'll get you started on that process. Now, let's get back into the show. Joined now on the podcast by Jeff Whitman of Whitman Title Security. They've been members for nearly 34 years now here at the Finley Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. Jeff, thanks for joining us. You bet, Doug. Happy to be here. So 33 years and nine months, according to my screen to my right, that you see me glancing at. Let's talk about Whitman Title Security, how it okay. got started. Be happy to. Well, I'm a lifelong resident of Finley, Ohio. I went to Ohio Northern University for my undergraduate work in my last year of college and all through law school. I uh, sold real estate in town. So I uh, had a really good background in that. So when I graduated from law school and passed my bar, I uh, set up my law practice and the title agency right away. And since I was the only lawyer around who'd ever been a realtor as well, it was uh, a real shoe-in for me to start doing a lot of real estate law work and the title business. And at that time, there was no other no other full-time title company in town. So I got into it and uh, you know, the rest is history. I did a lot of, uh, I taught at the University of Finley, all the real estate licensing courses for 20 years and represented a couple boards of realtors. And uh, so that was my mainstay because of my influence in real estate, selling real estate. Well, let's talk about that side, especially when it comes to real estate, making sure that title is free and clear of anything that could potentially derail your your helm or whatever you're trying to do. Um, right. That can be uh, that can be a process. What are some of the more odd things you've seen that you've had to get cleared up? Well, you know, uh, it used to be pretty basic. We go to the courthouse and check the records and uh, make sure what liens, restrictions, and judgments are on record. And uh, we have a full-time title agency now, and uh, I've got four full-time uh, ladies that work here and two part-time. And the things that are different nowadays is, uh, I guess, the biggest difference now from what it used to be 45 years ago when I got in is there's more fraud. There's more treacherous situations than there used to be. We've had people uh, try to scam people here in town out of money for wiring in funds and all sorts of fraudulent transactions we never used to see 30 years ago. So people need to be more careful. And that's why we do more owner's title policies to protect people from scams and from frauds. And it happens here in Hancock County. It's it's sad, but it's not as prevalent as some of the other big areas, but it, it's here more than people think. So, so that's our job is to protect the title, protect the money at the closing, and to be sure that the uh, liens and loans get dispersed properly. So you definitely need to have a watchful eye on, on that type of thing, uh, no matter what kind of real estate transaction you're doing. Right. 
And on the legal side of things, uh, I know you've you've represented several people in the in the community. And look, as much as we don't want to ever have to be in court or don't want to have to have a lawyer, it's really good to have someone who knows their way around the legal system because once you get entangled into it, well, you you really need somebody who knows what's going on there. You do. And I've got a general practice, but I don't do bankruptcies or major felony cases and uh uh guardianships, things of that nature. So mm-hmm. the areas I practice in, I try to make sure I'm up to speed and all the changes in law, whatever we do. We've done a lot of divorce and domestic relations over the past. I don't like to do as much of that anymore, but we do a lot of uh, estates, estate planning, real estate, business transactions, and then the title company as well. Absolutely. Jeff, one thing that uh, I've always admired about you, that's right, I've admired something about you, Jeff. <laughs> Is you you handle everything with a sense of humor, and I don't think people realize. I think how important that is in the world of business, and I thought maybe you could speak to that. You know, I do. You know, um, as you go through life, you got to be happy. You got to have fun, and people want to surround themselves with happy, positive people. And I'm a people guy, as you know, Doug. (laughs) And I guess uh, I allow myself to be picked on, and that makes people feel good. And I pick on them too. It's a two way street, as you know, but. Why not go through life with a smile on your face? And if I can greet somebody and have them leave feeling good or smiling, then I've accomplished something. And I like to do that every day. And I enjoy what I do. And I enjoy the people I work with. And that's why I uh, plan on staying in this for a while. I'm not that good a golfer. I don't want to retire. But I truly enjoy what I do. And I can help a lot of people and have fun and uh, poke fun at people like you along the way. As long as you know turnabout's fair play, and I know that you do. Oh, trust me. I'm a target for everybody on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I might, Obviously, it's great for relationships in the office and everything like that, and, and just that morale when you come back day to day. But I have to imagine it's great for maintaining relationships as well. And, uh, you know, when when I know I'm dealing with Jeff, I'm like, all right, I'm talking to Jeff because I yeah. know you, we're gonna. it's going to be a good conversation. And I, I think some people – sometimes try not to be humorous at work just because they don't see it as professional. And I, yeah. I think it, it diminishes relationships to a degree. I totally agree. When you uh, have a smile on your face, and when I was in real estate, I remember just a smile. When you're in a people, a smile is so disarming because you get a lot of cranky people that come in that you're dealing with and they have legal problems. And if you can smile and be pre- pleasant and be happy and humorous, it's going to disarm a lot of adversarial things and makes people feel more comfortable and people are going to come back to somebody they feel more comfortable with than somebody who's arrogant or stodgy and just uh, cold. So, yeah. And I'm very fortunate my whole office is that way too. I, we have that kind of culture up here. We like to have a happy, fun office. And I mean, you're not doing stand up routines in a courtroom or anything like that, but just a general demeanor. Well, I don't know. know. I've never been in the courtroom. Are you doing stand up routines when uh, you're doing you know, you'd be surprised, Doug. Uh, you know, years ago when I first got into practice law, I like to be a little bit more of a hard ass or whatever. But nowadays, I like to go in the courtroom and with a smile and maybe even a little schmoozing on the magistrate <laughs> or the judge, it gets you a lot farther than being a uh, hard, hard guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they would rather do the judges and the magistrates and the court system would rather deal with somebody that's fun. And some of our judges know that I bring a little humor to the courtroom, so they're ready for me. But uh, <laughs> I think they'd enjoy that rather than the other side. So they, it, they know it does help in all aspects. 
Jeff, like you said, you've, you've been uh, a, a part of Finley your entire life. How important is it for you for Whitman Title Security, Title Security, pardon me, to also give back to the community? Very important. And our uh, office does a lot. And uh, my wife and I do a lot of charitable stuff. And that's another reason why I work. I'm not the kind of guy that can help build houses or churches in Haiti or something like that. But I can, if as long as I keep working, I can help fund mm-hmm. different things. So we do a lot for City Mission, Habitat for Humanity, uh, for a couple of churches in town. I'm on the I'm the attorney for the Boy Scouts, been on their board for 32 years. I am on the board of the church in Kiwanis and BNI. I like to be involved in the community once again because I enjoy people. And I think that's important. I mean, the Lord's blessed me with a lot of great things. And there's a passage I remember of whom much has been given to, much is expected in return. So that's sort of my philosophy, Doug. I like to help other people out because I've been blessed with a lot of good things. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, we certainly appreciate uh, your your long tenure here at the Chamber of Commerce as a member. We always like working with you, especially Rally in the Alley. The Whitman crew is always fun to to, uh, work with. Right. Although somehow you were late to it this year and we were right outside your office. So I'm not entirely sure how that happened. Well, that's because I had to pay attention to business, Doug. I had a <laughs> late appointment, but I got other staff that got down there before me. <laughs> well, again, we always appreciate uh, having you guys along for that and uh, and everything else you do for the community. Thanks for joining us today. And then real quick, before I let you go, if people want to learn more about Whitman Title Security, if they have maybe a real estate transaction coming up or uh, they just want to seek some legal advice, how best can they get in touch with you? Well, we have a website for the law office and it uh, dovetails it and one for the title agency as well. We're on the third floor of the Chase Bank building. Been here for 45 years. We're on the third floor. I overlooked the city of Finley. So we have the penthouse closing room up here, as I call it. And we're right <laughs> in the heart of Finley. And uh, I love it being downtown. And that's where we plan on staying. Awesome. Jeff, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. Thanks again to Jeff for joining us. Jeff's always one of my favorite people to talk to. If, if you haven't realized it by now, I also think that a good sense of humor is important in the world of business. It helps me get conversation started, and it's not like I need a five-minute stand-up routine or anything like that. I just need to be able to laugh a little bit. And like Jeff said, if you can laugh at yourself a little bit, you're going to seem more approachable, and that's going to open some doors in a lot of different places. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I hope you learned a little something about the local business community and hopefully a little something to help run your business just a little bit better. If you have any ideas on topics you'd like to hear us talk about here on Chamber Amplified, just send me an email. djenkins at findlayhancockchamber.com is the best way to get in touch with me. Remember, if you're listening on a website, maybe it's the Chamber site, maybe it's through our host website, you can actually just have every episode of Chamber Amplified delivered straight to your phone. Just search for us in your favorite podcast player. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on Chamber Amplified from the Findlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce.